0: Two weeks later, I started my training at Bloomingdale's. The training was for a month. Bloomingdale's was amazing. Even though I couldn't afford anything in the store, but five months later, I was fired. How did I get here? This is the part I call my blind spot, my teachable moment. are listening to Concrete Pastures Podcast. I am Nancy Sisi. Being an immigrant has been one of the most challenging and extraordinary experiences of my life. It inspired me to create a space that allows for myself and others to share our stories as we deconstruct the world's view of immigrant status. We unlock the joys, the laughs, and the bravery that being a dreamer brings. So subscribe and stay a while as we dive into today's episode. Welcome to season three. I cannot believe I'm actually even saying season three. When we first started, I did not see beyond five episodes. Ten is stretching it. But right now, sitting here recording this, I just humbled because you showed up for us, for this community, episode after episode, season after season, You made this possible. I am so grateful to all of you for being on this journey with us. Our stories need to continue to be told the way they are being told on this platform, in this space. Your support means the world to us. Back up for season three. I'm telling you, we are bringing you topics that continue to matter in our community oh my god we are bringing you stories from all over the world get ready to be inspired i cannot wait for all of you to hear the stories on today's episode this is a continuation from season one for those of you that have been with us since season one you know episode 11 was the episode, my first job in America, if this is your first episode with me, please go back to season one, episode 11, my first job in America. This way you can actually follow, otherwise you feel a little bit lost with this episode. In this episode, I'm talking about my second job, my third job and how I got into the corporate world. So let's get started. (laughs) <laughs> so, after a well-needed rest for two weeks, I decided to start looking for work. I don't know if this happens to all of you, and when I'm home, I'm spending money that I don't need to spend. And I didn't want to continue to do that, so I looked up some childcare agencies. I found myself in Hicksville, New York. When I got there, my main goal was just to go fill out some paper. I was not in a rush to get a job, honestly. So when I got there, the lady told me, there's a parent here um, with her son. I think you should talk to them. Okay. I spoke to the mother and I connected to her son. We hit it off right away. We connected right away. The energy was just right. And I got fired on the spot. Once again, I was working as a housekeeper and a nanny. But... I had my two weeks at home. I had to make some adjustments this time around. When I get a job, I want to only work for, take care of one child and I can do housekeeping if the house is smaller than the first one. So whatever I prayed for, I got it. (laughs) It was night and day. Compared to my first child, this family was completely opposite of my first one. They treated me like I was part of a family. I only have positive things to say about them. I got to see what a happy blended family looked like. The parents of the child I I was taking care of, he was two at the time, they both had grown kids. This was their second marriage. If no one told me, I wouldn't have known because of how well they, they worked together. It was so blended, you couldn't even tell that the, their older kids came from their first marriages and they, where they appreciated one another, the respect that they gave to themselves, to each other and their, their children. It was just, it was amazing to, to be in, in their space. Honestly, I, this time around, I allowed myself to experience the luxury. Uh, of course, they have they, they, they had money, they had a beach house, so we used to go to their beach house in Ocean Beach, we also got to go to the Hamptons. The family gave me an insight on how humble and down to earth rich people can be. I worked for this family for a year and a half. I showed up to work. Happy every single time I doubled into their 1% type of lifestyle and I got to dream. I'm sharing this story for anybody who is going through what I went through in my first job. There is hope. There's so many um, amazing employers in this space that treat you the right way with respect and um you don't have to stay in a bad situation as great as they were um this family i after a year and change it was time for me to go because housekeeping and being a nanny was not my dream it was not in the plans uh it was not going to be my future i just refused for that so i took a chance i, I quit my job and I started to look for a new job. Changing careers was a wake-up call, okay guys? (laughs) It was a huge wake-up call because I had no experience. The only experience I had was housekeeping and babysitting. So the first thing I did, Macy's was hiring. So I applied for a job with Macy's. Anybody outside the U.S. of A, Macy's is one of the largest department stores in the world. Luckily, I got called for an interview. <laughs> when I got there, I the first thing they asked was a resume. I did not have one. So I didn't get the job. However, my trip was not in vain. I met a lovely woman from Nigeria. The Nigerian woman had been here longer than me. She knew away around the job search world we hit it off right away and instantly became friends I mean like instantly we went shopping together okay more like she was doing the shopping I was just tagging along you know (laughs) while she shopped we got to know each other I asked most of the questions I guess my interviews started way back (laughs) uh I found out she was a single mother With no family here in the U.S., we got to talk about work. She volunteered to help me with the job search. I shared with her my plans to one day work in a bank. And then she told me she knew someone in the financial industry and she was going to help me build my resume. I got excited. Um, At the same time, she also knew someone who owned two McDonald's in Harlem. She reached out to him right away, set up an appointment, and we met with him that very day. The owner of the McDonald's interviewed me. I got the job right away. He asked me to meet with one of the managers that managed one of these locations where I was going to be working. I met with her uh, the next day. I got hired, it was a done deal. So I got hired with her also. She told me about the uniform, so I got the uniform. The next day, I started work. My training started at the end of the line. So when you go to McDonald's, you order whatever you're ordering. So I was the person that was putting the bun on the wrap. And whatever else that, if you wanted pickles, ketchup, mayonnaise, I was the one that was putting that. And I got to learn how to cook all of the food in the back. My biggest challenge, though, working at McDonald's was the food. Because at the time, I did not eat fast food. The only thing I could eat were french fries and um, the breakfast. Most of the times, I brought my own food. Another challenge I had was the uniform. Oh, my God. The uniforms, I love the freedom to be able to wear what I want, to be able to express myself. I think this is why I love what I do, because I'm able to express myself through my hair or anything. I just love that freedom. So let me rewind a little bit. Remember how I applied for Macy's? Well, the next best thing was Bloomingdale's, which is another department store. It's big. It's like Macy's. But they carry more expensive items, I should say, or brands. When I first walked in that store, everything in me wanted to work there, okay? If you've never been to this store, please do. Bloomingdale's on Fifty Nine and Lexington. So on my next day off, I went to Bloomingdale's Human Resources because every time I would go into work, at mcdonald's i was two months in every time i would go in all i could think about was going to Bloomingdales and working there and every time if there's something that i need to do it never leaves my mind so on my day off i decided you know what let me go to human resources let me find out if they have any you know openings i went I asked the representative right away. She told me, uh, do you have customer service? She asked me if I had customer service experience. I told her, yes. She sent me upstairs. There's a manager looking for someone. I went there. Again, this question came around. You have a resume? Uh, I was clearly not ready to say the truth, but he gave me a chance. He interviewed me without one and I was just being myself. He hired me on the spot. The next day I gave him my two weeks resignation. And, um, this time it was a, re- a written letter <laughs> that I was resigning from McDonald's. Two weeks later, I started my training at Bloomingdale's. The training was for a month. Bloomingdale's was amazing. Even though I couldn't afford anything in the store, but five months later I was fired. How did I get here? This is the part I call my blind spot, my teachable moment. During my 30-day training, we had to go over code of conduct in detail and I didn't. One of the rules I didn't read was not accepting gifts from clients. I'm very good at Customer service, I grew up around business and I learned early on on how to take care of clients. So one of my clients, this was a couple, were very happy with my service. They went downstairs because I, I worked upstairs in Bloomingdale's. They went downstairs and got me a bracelet with a gift receipt. When you work at Bloomingdale's, at least when I did, you get checked when you walk in and when you leave work. So on the day of the bracelet, before I could, before they could even check me, I gave the security guard the gift receipt and, you know, the bracelet together. Bloomingdale security was called right away downstairs and then took me upstairs for interrogation. Why did the client give you the gift? I explained they play-by-play, play and they displayed the footage of me assisting the client. They watched them go downstairs and buy the bracelet, and them coming back to give it to me. The client gave me the bracelet. To be honest with you, I refused the bracelet. Then the wife told me it was rude to say no to uh, to a gift. They put me on leave. The Bloomingdale Security uh, decided to put me on leave while they, I guess they call it while they finish the investigation. I reached out to our union. So our union, Bloomingdale's has, when you work for a company, you have human resources. And here in America, some companies do have a union. It's also part of people that represent you if something happens. In this case, they barely did anything. The reason being that it was because of the code of conduct. I was let go after a week of them doing an investigation. The re- I reached out to the representative at the union later on. I just wanted to know like, what they found out, what was the what, what, what exactly happened? The representative told me they gave a refund of the bracelet to the client. I was very disappointed with myself. It's it's not like it's not like I even needed the bracelet. That's the part because in the I even I refused the bracelet. I blamed myself. I called myself all kinds of names. I avoided going oh my god around 59th Street and Lexington. For years, I was so angry with myself. But then I had to remind myself that even though I failed myself, I needed to get up from where I was going because I was going through this anger and I I had to move on and find another job somehow because there was no income coming. I couldn't stay where I was going in my head in my emotions. Being an immigrant can be hard. Having been away from my home country for over 20 years has allowed me to experience these hardships firsthand. Throughout my journey I've had a lot of challenges that were hard to bear. Juggling adjustment to a new country, obtaining my immigration papers, getting married, having children, establishing my career, and finding time for myself. Even though I've always had faith, I also relied on therapy, which gave me the tools to cope with the issues life brought me. My fellow dreamers, let's remove the stigma around therapy and normalize seeking help with today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Go to BetterHelp.com for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp and get matched with a therapist who will listen and help in as little as 48 hours. I hold myself to a certain standard. And when you hold yourself to a certain standard, you forget that you are human. It's good to have standards. But don't forget to give yourself some grace. And I needed to re-engage with my life again. So even though I had I made very little money, I had saved very well. I was able to pay my bills during this time that I was looking for work. So I remember my girl from Nigeria. Well, we stayed friends. Like she promised from the first day that I met her, she was going to help me with my resume. So this is what happens with me. Throughout my journey, Dad always, you know, shows up through people and sometimes even through people who, who don't even like me like that, you know, but my Nigerian friend invited me to a Nigerian party. For those of you, I mean, should I say Nigerians know how to party. They have these amazing parties. Okay. And when she invited me, I didn't even say no. Uh, When we got to the party, she introduced me to my next, I call him my next angel. At the time he was working in the financial industry. This is the person that she was talking about, which was the place I was developing my resume for. He worked for, he worked with me to put my resume together. So at this time I had McDonald's and I had Bloomingdale's. So I started also, he encouraged me to go on Google to look up some interview questions and how to respond to those interview questions just to prepare myself. In the event that a position is posted, I would be ready at the time. So one day as I'm doing this, Anytime I had any questions, I would reach out to him and he would be able to help me on how to respond to some questions. Again, this was new territory completely. Uh, I didn't know a lot of things. So having him and my friend, it was super helpful using them as my reference points. And then uh, a month later, a position opened up at Citibank where he worked and of course I applied and I, at the time when you applied for, for a teleposition, you had to take the assessment which I passed. They called me for an interview. This is the part I call lessons for me to learn to show some grace for others. I interviewed for the, with the manager of the branch and his boss who we call regional and market managers depending on which bank you work for. My interview was great. Remember, I practiced. I was ready for the position. They were going to hire me on the spot. However, I did not dress the right way. Appearance is everything in the corporate world. Everything. For my interview, just to give a description, I wore the white top. And my, I wore black tuxedo pants with very tiny holes on the sides with no blazer. It wasn't too revealing, but there was just a tiny bit much cleavage that was showing. So since I did well on my interview they decided to give me a second chance to interview with another manager at a different location. That was not too far from the one I interviewed. So again, remember I was still unemployed. So my angel took me to H&M and H&M is the place, as I'm recording this actually now, it's like, it's the place where we started this conversation of getting into the banking world and when he now that we actually went there to buy a suit it's just like a full circle moment for me actually talking about it now so he got me the suit which was the last piece for it to happen for me the next day i went and interviewed with the most incredible manager i've ever worked for i was hired and my career in banking began a month and a half later, in September 2005. The banking world alone has been a journey, so stay tuned for that one. But I want to tell you why I shared this story. Everything that happens in our lives has purpose. Nothing is wasted. I was only meant to work at Bloomingdale's for that time that I did. While I was there, I opened up my bank account with Citibank for the first time in my life. My interaction, when I interacted with the representative, I was so curious to finding out how it was like working at Citi. And then... I moved on with my life. I became so comfortable with working at Bloomingdale's, but God only allowed me for that time period. That was it. I needed to learn this, the lesson that I needed, I needed to learn the lesson from Bloomingdale's because it came in handy in my next chapter. When I got hired for Citibank, I was given the code of conduct. (laughs) You best believe I read the code of conduct cover to cover. And when it comes to the dress code, I have given, I've done so many interviews to hire people. So many interviews and I've been able to give so many employees grace because of that interview. I have given them so many chances. Whoever comes that not dress appropriately to what we call, uh, I guess, business attire or uh, corporate attire. I've been able to show someone some kindness because of how I was treated the first time I ever interviewed. Here's the thing. You must manifest and prepare for the job that you want. A lot of you, a lot of people, from what I've noticed, sit and wait for the opportunity to come to you. Nothing comes to you you have to prepare and when the opportunity comes you meet that opportunity prepared when i worked as a babysitter and a housekeeper it helped me to dream a bigger dream for myself it was a gift that opened me up to so many possibilities here in america My fellow immigrants, don't be afraid to connect with other immigrants who are not from your community, meaning your country. Make relationships that matter. When someone befriends you, you also have to pour into them. Show up for them. Show up for your friends. When I became friends with my Nigerian friend, even though she was just here for the season that God had allowed her to be in my life, We watered each other. I showed up for her, she showed up for me. Do not do life alone in a foreign country. It's hard, don't make it hard for yourself. It's unnecessary for it to be hard. I'm sure you can make it through without whatever obstacles, but it's just easier when you do life with other people. I also want to share this part my setback also gave me a gift because when I got fired, I had this—I had almost a month and a half. So during that month, I got hired with Citibank, and during that month of waiting, my mom decided to come visit, and um, I'm forever grateful for that. And at the time when she came to visit. Oh my God, I got to experience my mother by myself for the first time. I say this because I've always experienced my mom with my sisters and our Zambian community. My mom is in the service business. She sacrificed her time with us to provide for the masses. My mother was one of the amazing women who used to sell goods to wholesalers in Lusaka. I think you've heard me say this. She would bring in so many different goods, example like butter, sour cream, chips, uh, just to name a few. But to me as her child, I look at it as when someone in Zambia went to buy butter from that convenience store that was made possible by someone like my mother those women that traveled outside Zambia to go bring that margarine and when you're spreading that butter on your bread that was made possible because of women like her my mom was barely home and That, I think, sped up me growing up very, very fast. So when she came to visit me here in America, I treasured that time. She was here for two weeks and um, a few days. So I was a tour guide. I showed her around. We went everywhere. Uh, Times Square, all the places you could think of, I... um, I showed her around, she, I asked her if she would ever stay here, but she shut, she shut it down right away. She said, you know, this is for young people. And she, she was doing well back home at the time. But the main purpose for this piece is really that when you have a setback, in many cases, it can be a gift. I didn't see it then, but as I'm actually retelling it, retelling this story to you, I get to see it from a different light. I also want to take this moment now to thank each and every one of you for reaching out about my mother. She's doing well. She's back home. Thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for checking on me, for checking on my family, it means the world to me. I'm so grateful um, for this community that um, you care. I would like to leave you with a quote, courage allows a successful woman to fail and learn powerful lessons from the failure so that in the end, she didn't fail at all. Ms. Maya Angelou. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for lending us your ears. It's truly an honor to save each and every dreamer. You can continue to support us by liking, sharing, and following us on our social media pages. The links are all in the show notes. We have so many exciting projects and ventures in store for you. Until next time, keep dreaming.